God does miraculous things and draws people from places that are not normal. The wise men were not people who served Yahweh God. They were, you know, sorcerers serving some other God and they worshiped the stars and God used and God used the star to draw them to Jesus. And that is like, man, that's so powerful. is Big C, Little C, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church, Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Thanks for listening and Merry Christmas. It's the annual Christmas episode, which hasn't exactly been annual, but I think it's our fourth one, something like that. I got a full house, had to set up extra mics this time. Hope you enjoy. Warner Swope, what's your favorite Big C Little C episode of all time? My favorite Big C Little C, ooh, that's tough. Is it? Are we already recording? I think oh, yeah, it's I gone. think it is my favorite one. I think I think my my favorite one was the the first Christmas with brother oh brother when you had Chris and I choose our favorite songs, Christmas songs, that's... and how how drastically we disagreed because that's Chris and I's whole relationship is we sure. love each other but we disagree on so much. I do like that his favorite podcast involved him though. I know I was well, getting ready to say that you beat me to it. I, was I, I I think it's a known fact. I like the sound of my voice. Right, <laughs> it was very narcissistic, but whatever. <laughs> my my favorite is the first time I had Warner on solo because he paid me a lot of compliments at the end. Nice. Oh, did I? Yeah. Nice. So that remains my favorite to this day. Yeah. Well, that's because you're you're a good dude, Jeremy, and I like your company. Yeah. I like your beard. It's a good beard. Thank you. I also was speaking in lower tones that night. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. That's right. And working some tea, which here we are again. Here we are again. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me at dinner tonight is that you guys all have similar yet different stories of growing up preachers kids and huh. how that has shaped your various True ministries story. yeah i'd like to maybe start there warner is now lead pastor at church craig is prepping for the mission field gene has been in the trenches in ministry his entire adult life hmm. um maybe warner i'll start with you again how has your perspective of maybe just the pastor specifically changed from what you saw your dad doing all those years and now the perspective you have um well, it's so it's it's crazy. One of the questions that was asked in like my I guess interview is that what you call it? I don't know what. Yeah, sure. my calling interview or whatever to the church was, um, what things do I think I would do similarly to my dad as a pastor, and what things do they feel like I would do differently? And um, I think I do more um, differently than I thought I would. I guess initially I thought a lot of the things I would do would be similar to how my dad does things, but you know having been in the Pentecostal church with you fellas for a while, mm. I knew that there was going to be, it was going to be a little bit more charismatic than my dad for sure. And, nice. um, just a little more and not nothing against my dad, just a little more, um, just real power of prayer, power of the Holy spirit kind of stuff. And, um, that's definitely been something that I do differently than I think my dad's style of things. But I also do a lot of the, uh, on the teaching side of it, a lot of it is, you know, 
what's the cultural background of this passage? Where's, you know, what's the history of it? What's the, the Hebrew of the old Testament or the Greek of the new Testament and that Some kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That, um, that is very much like what, how my dad did things. So on the, on the preaching side, I think my style is kind of a blend of what I learned from Gene and, and some of the other guys that preached at current church and then the way that my dad preaches. But on the pastor side, I don't know that there's being a pastor's kid. There's stuff that you watch out for. Like, you know, we've talked about, you know, some of the hurts and the things that you see growing up that you're like, I want to try to avoid that as much as possible, but at least I know what it looks like when it starts to happen. Um, But there's also so much that you, you think you, you don't even think of as a kid as you're growing up in it, that, um, like I was talking about this week, I've had uh, visited someone who's on their deathbed and prayed with them, and um, had a you know a, a baby stillborn um, in our church that I had to you know that was an issue I had to address this week, and um, it weighs heavy on you heavier than I thought it would, um, especially for I, I've only been at this church for a right around a year now, and so some of these people. You know, there's some people you see regularly and you see a lot and they're at every meeting and everything that you do. And some people not so much and some shut-ins I haven't seen as much. Um, But it's still these people that I've known for such a short period of time. It's just such a heavy feeling that I didn't realize before. I remember um, this last weekend when I was prayed with that person for the last time and I I texted my dad and I said, I I didn't realize how heavy it was going to feel to say goodbye to some, and I've, I've seen, I've been, I've had many people die in my life, but to say goodbye to somebody in your congregation for the last time, um, and what that feels like and the weight that you feel when the other people in the congregation are calling you or texting you to tell you what you already know. And it's, it's feeling their emotions too. And it's, it's, it's heavy, right? (laughs) Like that was, that was what I didn't expect. And I know my dad went through all of that, but he, I think he did a really good job of, I wouldn't say sheltering, but, but not, not making us go through that ourselves too. Let me add right now that I want this to be a four way conversation, not interview style. So (laughs) wherever this goes, but Gene, I'm curious as we have referenced probably multiple times already in this very room, one of the messages you thought you heard from God at the end of the current church days was you did what I asked you to do. Mm -hmm. And that gave some resolutions and peace. What, um, doing ministry for that long and not that you've stopped, but lead pastor stuff, front man stuff. Mm -hmm. How did your heart change? How did your mentality, attitude, even maybe your personality change through, through those 16 years? Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to say since then, which would be a lot shorter time to look back, but, um, man, it's amazing a lot. And I think that, that Warner will notice that as he goes on in in ministries, you, you evolve, you know, you think you kind of know what the direction you're going to go. And I think you just evolve and it's not, sometimes it's reactionary Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's intentional, but you definitely, things shift, things change. In fact, even the shift in culture causes you to have to change the shift in the people that are in your, the age, the demographic of the congregation, (laughs) all that causes you to rethink your approach to ministry. It's not always the first thing you think of, but it is going to impact you. You know, if we continued to 
I know we don't want to make it's a current church podcast, but if if we had continued to do current church the way we did when we started, uh, it would have been done way before 16 years because the demographic changed so dramatically. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think things change in that regard as you just approach ministry. And I, I think a little, I don't know, Warner, I think always felt like he was going to be maybe. Have you always feel like you're going to be pastoring at some point? Did you think no, someday um, I will? <laughs> or did your dad always it, thought it, you yeah, would? Yeah, my dad always thought he did, but he didn't really pressure me to. But in, yeah. in high school, I thought I would. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But see, I then, never thought I would. And then there was a point there, I mean, high school to. Maybe you know three years ago where I was like, no, nah, that's not mm-hmm. that's not what I'm doing. But um, amazing what can happen in that I span know. of time, right? In three years, yeah. I, I can totally shift what yeah. you're thinking, and uh, that's kind of that to me. That's where I'm at right now. I, I'm in a, I have such a great peace in my life right now. I have a real comfort with where I'm at, even though I'm anticipating what might be next. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have any really grand ideas. But I'm open to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying attention. But, man, I'm in just such a, a good place um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I'm just in a really – probably the best place I've been in a long time and maybe in the last five years probably for sure. Um, and it, a, a lot of it has to do with not bearing the burden of pastoral ministry. I mean, I, there's, I'd be lying to say otherwise, though – I, <laughs> I'm in ministry for sure, and I'm doing it. But like, I'm not the guy. Like, the, it, there's no more buck stops here, sort of yeah. thing. Or like, you have to be the guy that decides. You got to figure out how to lead this group, and yeah. it's. Awesome. Can I say though, you you say that that's changed for you, but I know I, I can't be the only one. But I know that I still come to you when I need oh, a pastor for sure. And um, in fact, sometimes. I don't even come to you. There's been times that my wife has texted you and said, hey, Warner needs a pastor yeah. right now. Or there's been times that um, you've just texted me out of the blue right when I needed it. Yeah. And so I don't – it's it's changed. Maybe your life is different, but right. you still got to turn it on sometimes, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, I'll, and I'll that's, stop with this. That's different, though. It is different. That's different. The, and that's the, the joy. The way- that's the best part about ministry, right? The yeah. best part is knowing that somebody needs you, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Rather than you have to show up and do this. You know, you have to accomplish this thing. But to be available to somebody, for somebody to call or text and say, man, I really, I need something. I mean, I do have a pastor enough of a pastor's heart to go, I love that, yeah. dude. And God has placed a couple of – at at, uh, at 52, there's a couple of younger guys, um, couples actually, that God's – that they sought me out so that I could be like a, a mentor, pastor, father to them. It's awesome. It's the, to right now, it's the best thing for me that's happening with where I'm at in that church right now is that God's, he's put me in like in leadership, but it's just small scale. <laughs> I just love on them, you know, and pray for them and try to encourage them. It's cool. But what's crazy is that's what the whole church should be doing. <laughs> 100%. Every church, and all to. churches, every church, that's yes. what should be happening. And I think that we're, that's, I'm hopefully going to try to, you know, we're going to try to influence that yeah. and yeah. where we are now. That That's not, I'm not the only guy doing that. Right. But that, that's, that's what I was going to say was the difference was because, and I was getting to go to what you just said was that's what he's doing in regards to talk with you and talking to people is what we should be doing just as believers. Yep. Yeah. Every right? believer. Right. And it's, but, but that's totally different than having, the weight 
of being a pastor right in yeah. a congregation a, con- a congregation because then there's that responsibilities yeah. and all the stuff that gets mingled all sure. up, yeah. up in it and not just be like hey just get to just love on people you know <laughs> it's like, not the people stuff that kills it's all the other stuff that kills and the, and the expectation of that but um, yeah. you know um we've said for years not so much around our church but a lot of churches said every member a minister it's 100 percent the way it should be but if you yeah. think every member a minister means everybody's out preaching no but every member a minister just use your just use your gifts man yeah. just use what god's given you and use it for the glory of god but you can't minister to people unless you're credentialed though that's right <laughs> credential that's in the bible <laughs> all my ag friends there, there's such a there's like a, there's like a big age gap gap in my church there's a, there's, there's a lot of like um people in their elderly years and then there's like younger couples and younger families there's not really a whole lot in the middle but the big thing that i'm trying to get people to grasp onto is the, the relational discipleship that's such a big part of it it's like huge you're the older people it's like you've you've been here you've been through this you've lived a lot of the things these people are going to go through you've already been through it yeah. like show them how to act like jesus in those moments when you're living like that i'm discovering that I would have never gone and sought these guys out, and I don't know why, except for must have been of the Lord, but this guy came and sought me out. And I think that I would just encourage you to tell your young people, you know, because the old people, they don't know how to maybe how to approach a younger person. But if you can tell these young people, look, these older cats, they've got something to offer if you'll just draw it out of them. Yeah. Just ask them if you can go to lunch. Ask them if you can come over to their house after church. Ask them if you can meet them for coffee or take them to breakfast on it or something like that or and and let if they initiate it i think the older folks will be like i got something to give you yeah. know and, and then then you can actually mentor you can be the guy that mentors that relationship and disciples that that's with them. good that's so good it could go both ways but i do think that young people approaching the old people going i see you have something that i could use yeah and that's kind of the way this guy, you know, guy walked up and just fed my ego <laughs> and then you're like how are you going to say no to that right yeah man yeah. i think you got something like you could give me did he know your ministry background enough yeah i mean i'm at 52 people know i'm a, they know i'm have been a pastor yeah. and and he knows it you know this guy I mean, he's a real good dude and they they love the lord but his he's got a riddled church background you know some messed up his family was in ministry, but it's like borderline a cult, and, mm-hmm. you know. And and then he's uh, because they quote unquote left the cult. They're not really very tight with the family or yeah. at all. Yeah. And so he's you know he needs a dad. Yeah. He needs a needs a pastor. Needs a bro. And I'm like right at that age, man. It, and it's money. It's real, <laughs> I mean it's real cool. And I, I talked to him this morning. It's cool. It occurs to me that we're sitting here talking about Warner and his church. If somebody hasn't caught up with Warner, please do go listen to the episode we did in the springtime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how that all came together. Still a crazy story. It is. But it uh, is. Zions Hill yeah. Baptist Church yeah. in Martinsville. They got a cool logo. Pastor Warner <laughs> yeah. Swopes. Greg, I think you and I touched on some of these themes uh, back when we had you for the pastoral appreciation episode some four or five years ago. So this may not be new. That would be I, my favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't uh, there. I just got blessed. Yeah, that's good. Growing up with your dad as a pastor, you were not in quote unquote ministry these past few years, but you were among the most faithful people I've ever seen when it comes to serving the church, you and your whole family. What kinds of things were fostered in your own heart um, growing up the way you did? The other side of that coin, what kinds of things have you had a guard against because of it? That is a good question. It is. 
He's going to have to percolate on that a minute. We'll be right back. Well, he's it's, <laughs> it, it, he was. I, I will say when you were saying all that about his time serving at at the church at the end of current church, he was the most elder elder, right? Yeah, yeah. Had been an elder for years at that point because you were you were an elder like three years before I came on, and then I was an elder for two years. Yeah. So it's like I, I you you were an elder for a long time there. Yeah. Right. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Um, I mean, more than anything, I mean, just growing up, I was just, uh, I was able to witness and see a lot of awesome things that God did. And, you know, you never, and I've said this several different times at different points, um, but, you know, people can take away, try to discredit the Bible or try to discredit all kinds of different stuff, but people can't discredit what you've seen and what you've experienced. I mean, I, I mean, the biggest thing is, is my parents really putting an emphasis on relationship with God, integrity, and just really, um, I mean, you, I mean, you grow up in that and you just, I mean, now looking back, you can really respect and, and be thankful that you were able to experience and, the movement of the Holy Spirit and see miracles and see all kinds of crazy, awesome things happen. And then my dad being, being a director of a preteen camp for years and years. And so I was a, you know, I don't know. I, I learned a lot. I mean, so there's a lot of things to, you know, take a, to take away from it. Um, and there's always things you can, you can take away of, you know, things you could do differently or whatever, but more than anything, I just had that foundation of experiencing God at a very young age. So, I mean, that's, that's something that's, you know, that, that keeps you rooted really when hard times come. I mean, I guess another thing would be, even when I went through some in the last 20 years, two real big things, that's really made a huge impact. Even during that, I had the mindset, even when I was right in the thick of it all going down, that I had the mindset of, I'm going to be able to use this down the road once I get over it to be able to help other people. That's not a normal thought process. Yeah. No. So that's, 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 that's something that you can't just, you know, you, you're, it's not, it's not me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. me, but it's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously just by, you know, leadership and that's the spirit, man. Yeah. Winning over the, over you the know, flesh. and it's not, that is. And it's yeah. not something that's, you know, it's not the flesh. It's not any of our flesh to think like that. No. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not trying to, and by any means, you know, say, oh, look at him, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not me. But, um, it's you. But it's, but it's, but it was, it's cool to, even though when I'm going through some, some junk, that I'm having the mindset of, you know, I can help someone down the road once I get through this. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really Super difficult and amazing. <laughs> my current church uh, parting gift plaque hanging in my bathroom. Mm. So I read the words of Now do you see that at the, the from front the seated man. position or from the standing <laughs> position? Do you standing, see standing at standing at my sink, position. yeah. Oh, at the sink. Okay. Although I could try the other way. You could, you have options. Yeah. Well, you know, change it up. It's been a little while. It might be time to move You'd it You'd be around. able to read it more often. <laughs> <laughs> and longer. <laughs> 
Sorry. Uh, you have that that number for editing? editing? No. This all stays. That mm. that parting gift is sitting in my living room. It's yeah. in our entryway. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It, I like to read it on my way out the door. Yeah. I mean, we put in our living room. You put in your bathroom. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> You probably read it more in the bathroom. You know, than honestly, we, do. <laughs> we, we probably should put more things in our right, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for years the preachers have said if you want to memorize scripture or whatever, you know, put it on the put it on your mirror in your bathroom. Put something, your things you want to remember. Oh, yeah. Those daily affirmations, you put them in the bathroom, and man, if it's a daily affirmation, that's where it should be because you're yeah. going to hit that bathroom every day. Yeah, for sure. You might not sit in the living room, but you will be in the John. <laughs> this probably is more of a question for Craig and Warner. Looking back at the closing of the church and the things that you took away from it, it was a hard thing. I'll ask Warner first and then Craig. How did you how did you find peace through all of that? Or did you? Uh, yeah, for me, it was because Gene had already kind of put in my head that the call was Don't there. Don't you blame that on me. Don't <laughs> you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> that Gene they, already brainwashed me. So. That the call was there um, that he thought I would be in pastoral ministry. And don't don't put that on him. Exactly. You felt you felt it. He might have reaffirmed he, 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 it. He, 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 but you, it, it was not yeah. him. I remember this very specifically. Oh, sure. You remember, they, Jeremy? You, you were there. Come on, speak you, you were you 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 felt that. Yeah, it yeah. was not. Oh, he may have reaffirmed I spoke it. Something prophetically he, let, let's unbeknownst. Say, let's say this: is, you were the first one to reaffirm it. But then, gradually, as we talked to other people in other churches and other yeah. partners with our church, it kept getting reaffirmed. And that, so that made it really easy for me because I felt like God had made it really clear what the next thing was going to be. So for me, it was really easy because I knew what the next, at least maybe not the next steps, but the next goal was going to be. I thought you were going to ask a harder question like, how do you follow up a benediction like the one we have on those plaques? Because <laughs> that that's a trickier thing like than you might think. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But uh, no, it uh, for me it was just easy because I already knew what God was calling me to do, and it had been reaffirmed by people who were really important in my life, and so it was it was pretty easy because I knew I was already moving on to something else. I know, Craig, you had stirrings in your own heart as well. Um, so it's probably a similar answer, but do you have anything to add? Well, well say the question again, because I sort of took it a different way. How'd you get peace? or what Yeah, I mean, how did you... F- it was a hard thing. Any way you shake it, probably the right thing, but how did you arrive at that? Um, yeah. I said probably the right thing, so yeah. Yeah, I'm still... still he's still, dry, kicking, still dragging your he's feet. He's, t- he's still going through counseling and working through There's it. There's a word here for you. Hang on. <clears throat> um, Freudian. To be honest, I think... It sort of goes back to your first question to me. I grew up constantly changing, mm. going from city, new friends, yeah. new this. And so I was, you know, going to the next thing. It's sort of been what I've done. I mean, the longest I've ever been at church was at Current. He had that Valiant song in his head. So, <laughs> so I mean. Life moves on. So, oh, I mean. It, change is good. Change is good. So, I mean, the change is, is not bad. I mean, peace about it. I had peace because I felt like it was the right decision. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the last, I don't think it was the last one where everyone came back because it was, it was awesome to see the impact that current had, um, people moved on for different reasons and different things and changes in their life. Not, not all bad, not all good, whatever, but 
whether they admit it or not, they were influenced and impacted by current mm-hmm. and yeah. they'll never forget it. They may want to, some don't, but I mean, I, it was just good to see a bunch of different people through the last 15 years and knowing that, you know, it made a big impact. It's not, I mean, just because current didn't, you know, I drove by a church on the way to Christmas experience and they were celebrating 170 years. Wow. You know? And that's freaking awesome. You know? But but there's some some last for a long time. Some last for 15, 16, whatever. But um impact I mean, can still be eternal. You but just I mean never it's know. It, yeah. it's just it's what you current could have made sort of go off what you sort of said but didn't say. Current could have made <laughs> and it's nothing against this church cuz I don't even know the church at all. that has been around 170 years. Current could have made an impact, more yeah. of an impact in 15 years than some doing 170. Well, it was 16, just 16. so you know. Sorry, I always say 15. I know, I do too. But anyway. This is a nice round number. But it's just, it's just. You're right. To, but, but at peace, I'm used to moving on, going to the next thing. Also, you know, like you said, I, I already it was at the very beginnings of knowing where our family's direction was going to go. Um, but I just, I was at peace because I, I felt like it was the right thing. And I knew it made a huge impact, and you know, I just, I don't know. I hope that answers your question. For more information on yeah. Craig's next step, please listen to episode thirty something, yeah. Palmer's in the Philippines. You know, man, I, I know you didn't ask me that question, but I just felt like, in an effort to be spirit led, like the prayer, I think that, as I think about seasons and things changing, you never really get peace until you finally decide to move on, and. Having something to go for helps that. But you have to, at some point, we have to stop. You can look back to reminisce, but you can't look back to live. So you mm-hmm. can look back and go, this was good. It was a season. It was, Or maybe you look back at a season, take it the other way. You look back at a season, it was bad. And you've got a choice to either live in that bad season or to go, you know what? Scripture says, every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. I mean, P.O.D. says it better, but, well, not better than the word, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, his mercies do every morning, and, and so we decide, I'm going to go after what God has for me today. I'm going to look forward for what the next thing, the next season, because seasons always come, seasons go, seasons change, some are good. You know, winter always seems, for me, I hate winters. They seem cold, they're dark, they're, and a lot of people feel that way, but I also know that it won't last forever, and spring will come. And then I can bask in spring. And sometimes yeah. you just go. Th- one, one of the things that helps you get through a season is knowing there's another season coming, and um, accepting that new season is really helpful too. I, mean, I could be living. I could be going. Man, summer was great. I got to do a couple of things I've always wanted to do. But the truth is, summer's gone. I should look back and enjoy the good things. But I have to. I have to. What's God going to do with me in this darker, shorter day, winter season? <laughs> That's right? good. And and I think it, there's. For some people, maybe with current, I would hope that everybody by now is like moving on with life. But it's not just current; it's with, it's with a death in the family, it's with a, a broken home, it's with a, a lost job. We can we can lay in it and soak in it, or we can go. Surely, God has something better for me than this. Surely, God has a next thing. He always does. And I'm not trying to belittle the bar, bad things, but you know, like with current, it's come to an end. It's time to start looking at the new season. You know, I mean, the podcast, we have to start looking at the new season, right? I mean, we can reminisce and learn and grow, but what? what I'm, thank goodness we are. We're talking about what's next. What are yeah. you doing? What are you yeah. doing? I think that's super, super critical. Anyway, I think that I felt like the God was in a pinch of that. I, uh, I just 
uh, preached in Ruth on Sunday. And the way God works in that book in Naomi's life is God's only mentioned twice in the whole book. But his eyes are never off of Naomi. He never leaves her. And he's working in the background quietly the whole time. Even when she, she, her and her husband left the promised land, went into a foreign land because they didn't think God was going to provide for them where he told them to be. And her husband dies, her sons die, and she finally just gives up and she's going to go back home. When she gets back there, she changes her name. She tells everybody, call me Mara, Mara. because that means bitter, because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. What I noticed is as everyone else in in Bethlehem is talking about her, they never call her Mara. Even after she says that about herself, they all still refer to her as Naomi. And that's the thing is that sometimes we see the, the, the negative thing we're in or the darkness or the bitterness that wow. we're in. But when other people see what God's doing in our life, that's not what they see. And so we need to let, let God tell us who we are and let the people who God is speaking to tell us who we mm. are and not let our... Our hurt or our bitterness or, right. or the things that happen tell us who we are because that's not how it works. Wow, it's good, man. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that just good, man. Uh, that just resonated with me really hard. What you were saying there. That... I should have come to your church Sunday. That was a good, that's a good <laughs> word, man. Yeah, that's good. I'll hang my hat on that for a minute. And there's nothing wrong with suffering. No, and I know. I mean, that's boy. That doesn't we, preach we, very good. We we talked about this mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago about. You know, suffering is it's in it's in the Bible yeah. quite a bit. Well, how, yeah, how many times are there books where people and are you only grow the in the Lord. suffering? You only grow in the yeah. suffering. Nobody grow, you don't grow in the good times. You grow in the hard times, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. In this world, you will have trouble. Yeah, suffering is good. We need we need to like embrace the suffering. Embrace the suck. Yes. <laughs> Or biblically and, embrace the suffering, and then sort of off topic. But what, but what, in my jacked up mindset was was when you started talking about as Mara, just because she identified as Mara didn't mean that. Oh. She was, <laughs> all right, you don't. Yeah, you don't get to. You well, that's because to... one is true and one's how you feel. Mm. Mm. Listen to that, man. You got you got part two, bro, lined up for. Hey, I'm ready to get back in this preaching game, dude. <laughs> it's not she it's, identified as Mara, but no one else recognized her as Mara. It, yeah. It's it's crazy. I've been doing this whole. I've been. Uh, this is a little different. This is different than Gene, and kind of different than my dad. I've been doing this whole series thing. This like this it. last couple months in November and December, and it was all. It started with Abraham working through David, getting to Jesus, and I'll be wrapping up right before Christmas, and then we're gonna talk about Jesus, but. It's all about how we see Jesus in all of those stories right. and how God uses imperfect people. So as I'm going through these characters, I'm picking their darkest moments, the moments when they were really messed up and they really failed and how God came through in that. And the one that wrecked me the hardest on this that I didn't expect was um, Judah and Tamar. Man, that story is crazy. And it comes out of nowhere because it's in the middle of Joseph's story. Yeah. Kind of feels shoehorned in. You're like, what's God putting this story in here for but it's because that was the promise is that he'd be from the line of judah and he had to show us how messed up judah was and how Mm. god changed his life and rescued judah to bring forth his son to redeem all of us and it's just such an awesome story but there's so many cool moments in that that i didn't notice until i started like preaching through it but it's 
Mm-hmm. Next one's David, man, and it's hard to find the best David goof up because there's plenty of them. <laughs> but, yeah. but, and I was going to say this earlier, and then we went a different direction, but to sort of tie a few things together of when you're talking about your background growing up in ministry, right? And then what we take from different experiences and different times we go through. And it's the second time it made me think of it, so I'm going to say it is, right. is you've got a good mixture of your dad and Gene, right? Yeah. Two totally different personalities. However, if you can morph those two into who you are, which I, what I see and hear, yeah. right. that's, that's powerful. Sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Don't be, don't be so stuck on, you know, I'm, you know, I'll poke fun or whatever about the Hebrew Greek and all the different <laughs> right, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good to be, you know, that, but then it's good to make sure you're being spirit led and live in the moment. Yeah. Don't be so structured yeah. that you have to hit those three points and not let God move. You're, you're willing, you have that background and you yeah. have that, you have that, you know, studied up, but then that doesn't. You're not so focused on you have to go boom, 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 right, boom. Right. You have that as a background, yeah. but then you're also being spirit-led. You, you've morphed those two things together, and that's powerful. Yeah. And that's so, you know, that that goes back to sort of your question before is, and that's with all of us. I mean, we learn through our different experience, through suffering, through different people in our lives, yeah. and we take the good and take this and morph it into, mm-hmm. you know, more of a balance. Because there's a lot of times we'll swing, you know, we've had this discussion too about, you know, we'll swing one direction and then the pendulum will swing the whole another direction. But if yeah. you can just stay right there, and and and, t- and take different things and 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 stay, you know, centered. Find sure. that sweet spot. You know, yeah. and it, it's, assuming it's there's awesome. good at both ends of the right. pendulum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's the trick. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I received that man. That's that's solid. This is kind of like an elder meeting from back in the day. We never really yeah. had a whole big agenda. It's more like how can we just mutually encourage each other and. And laugh a little bit, and if there's something we have to handle, we handle it. But yeah, it's very elderly. Elderly, <laughs> the oldest, the eldest of them all. Here's one, and I'm, I'm interested on the answers because I'm going to make you think of your answer first. Okay. One sentence, what's the one sentence answer to the purpose of the Sunday gathering? What is the purpose of the Sunday gathering? One sentence. One sentence. Let me know when you have them. That's, oh, that's The purpose. Tough. The, the purpose. purpose, the reason why, the reason to assemble, the reason to have church on Sundays. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think we're all going to agree. It's not. It's not directly just evangelism, <laughs> bringing people in, get them saved. Here, I'm, here, I'm ready. Here's, here's why. I, here's, you here's you why go I, first, Jeremy. Here, well, okay. Here's why I ask it <laughs> um, for a couple different reasons. But I had a, a road trip with a guy who has been churched his entire. I thought life. you said one sentence. This isn't my answer. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh so we get the we can so we, the so we, can, the so we, so we can do a background story and then give our sentence because you said one sentence, man, with no this, preface. This is the background story for the question. Okay, oh, okay, okay. I see how you're I'm doing with you. I see how you're doing this. Light it up. Go ahead. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. I'm with you. I, I posed it to this guy. One sentence. Worked in the mega church for 17 years. Churched his entire life. Asked him the question. Stumbled for a while and said, "Well, I don't know." Oh, I, th- I think, I guess, the thing I'm supposed to say is to get people saved, but I don't know. Hundred percent wrong answer. <laughs> yes, that's the exact wrong answer. Okay. The wrongest of wrong answers. Don't, don't change your answers, Warner. Uh, my my answer is equip the church. That's one of three of the staples of current. Go ahead to disciple e- e- e. others. Thank you. Equip. 
my job as a as their minister is to teach them how to minister. Is to stand up in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Say it one more time. <laughs> equip. equip equip the church to disciple others. Gene. I feel like he's altering it. No, I'm trying to get it in one sentence. I know. That's the tricky part. No, I'm not I'm I'm going to re- I'm going to reduce it to its core and say to corporately glorify God. Ooh, that's good. I'm going to say mine now. You're going to save yours or say, say it? Say, say it. it. Loose it. The Sunday gathering exists as a weekly family gathering pep rally to go be the church. Craig. It's very current of you, Jeremy. It's not fair. You've been thinking about this since you asked your buddy. <laughs> it's hard to beat that one. It probably took you three weeks to condense it down to one sentence, didn't it? Well, you could see how succinct I was not. <laughs> I'm pretty succinct. I could get behind that, Jeremy. I mean, Craig's over here, his brain's still percolating. I could get behind that. I have this vision. You think you could repeat it? You know what it is? It's heaven practice. That's what it is. It's heaven practice. (laughs) It's rapture practice. (laughs) Rapture practice. And here's 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 uh, C.S. Lewis. He's one of my favorite authors, and I've been reading a ton of his stuff. And one of his views on just this is where he came up with all his fantasy and fiction too Mm -hmm. is this idea that the good things that we that happen in our lives the things where it's like this is awesome i love this the times when you're worshiping and the spirit's really moving and god's presence is on you those are kind of like reverse remembering it's like it's a reminder of what heaven is going to be it's a reminder of what being in in god's glory and presence forever is going to be like and so those little hints of that when you feel those moments that's like it feels so familiar because it's where we're going to be you know and that's kind of, I think that's what church is. When it's done right. Mm. I think sometimes it can get busy. It can get wrapped up in how do we get all our programs work. And you, I say you of all people, Gene, would be the person who would uh, buck against that the most. But yeah. um, there's sometimes there's all these committees and these plans and these meetings we have to have. And how do we get this program working so that this thing can work and so that this thing can work? And there's there is... I would say Craig agrees with me that there is some some part of that that is necessary and important. Structure's good to an extent, but it can sometimes put on the blinders and make us forget why we're actually there. Because mm-hmm. you, you lose your focus on it. Yeah. Do you want to say yours? Um, I'll just... Come on, one sentence, Craig. Spit it out. <laughs> I'm going to say three words. Oh, three words. Can you put it in a sentence form? No. Okay. Three words. Hope it's an acronym. Are you going to add to them, or are you just going to go bam, 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 like three words? Just three words. That's what I want. I like Hit that. I'm, wait, Hit I'm, us with the bullet points. Man, I wish I had the headphones on right now. <laughs> Do it. Reboot, strengthen, and encourage. Woo. Yeah, come on, Jesus. See, I see this mental image of the church scattered. Yeah. Uh-huh. Monday through Saturday. Amen. And, and they scramble back to base on Sundays. To build one another up, mm-hmm. to reboot, reboot, strengthen, and encourage. To get scattered again. Yeah. And that's not a mental image of church that I had growing up. So, 
I, I I really like your answer. I mean, I think I I still, I still like mine too. It's in there, but it's your, yours is better. Naturally. Yours is naturally better. Naturally, you like yours. Do you guys? Do you I guys? like all of them. I like Warner's too. I mean, I yeah. like what the what the assemblies of God says that you know the job of the church is to. Uh, I mean, it's basically what current what we said: the three E's: equip, encounter God, equip the church, and engage the world. Which the first two would be in the gathering, and then uh, engage in the world would be the outside of the gathering. But equipping and you got to encounter God, right? I mean, yeah. you can't. In fact, there's no real building up of the saints if we're not also encountering God. For sure. But I think that a lot of the way you encounter God corporately is to to bring Him glory. I've been fighting this a lot, man. This idea of you know, the, I, I think more and more, now that I'm not the, the guy, I sit back and I watch and I listen. I listen to the songs that we're singing at church. And I'm like, there's just, I'm, I'm, there's guys 10 years ago were saying this, there's so much I in these songs and mm. so little, you know, just bringing God glory. And, and um, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of songs in the Bible, prayer songs that talk about, you know, I, you know, I come before the Lord, whatever. But I just, I think, man, if we could, if we could, if our lyrics could glorify God a little bit more. Feel like everybody could get behind it, and yeah. church isn't about the worship service either. But that worship thing is, you know, there's some things. Craig and I've been having this conversation. There's things that we can do together. Worship is one of those things we can all do together. If we'll just pick a song and sing those words together, if we could glorify God together with those words, with a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never, and you declare it together, right? Or, or just singing songs that that worship God instead that, of a business transaction of what I can get right, out of it. Right, yeah. you, know, you know, singing songs like, you know, I do this and God's going to bless me or, you know, what yeah. what do I get out of it? Like, why, don't I will we, say why, that, why don't we just start singing songs that just like, and there can be a place for certainly in prayer or whatever, but that, that corporate <clears throat> gathering, like, let's just really, let's just bless God. Let's just bring him glory. And if he wants to dump back down on us then so be it, but I don't want to come into worship as a group and be begging God to do, you know, I mean, we, I, I get it. Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Holy Spirit, you know, fill, I, okay, fine. But what if we just said, God, you're freaking awesome. Yeah. I love you. You're amazing. But if we say Holy Spirit, fill this place, that should be a, not what can I get out of it, but fill us so we can impact the world. Sure. You know, it's, yeah. it's all an emphasis on what you're, you know. You said something about the, heart the, is everything. the church going out in the week and doing their thing. Do you know how, do you guys know how ant poison works? Oh, yeah. yeah. Terabate, baby. Because... Because ants, they have to have, they can go forever without food, but they got to have water. And so ants go out and scatter, searching for water. And then when one of them finds the water, they, they think it's water, but it's poison. They bring it back to the ant hill and share it. And that's how the whole colony gets poisoned. That's kind of how the church works and shouldn't, is we go out in the world and we bring all the world stuff into our church and worry about like well this is this is what I'm dealing with this week and I'm going to take it into church with me and we poison the whole well but the church should work the opposite of that is that the thing that we get at church the thing that happens when we gather together then when we go out into the world we should all take that with us and that should be You guys want to start a church together? <laughs> you you know why? It's because we go into a church service uh, and see what can I get yeah, out of it. Yeah. What can I get? It's always it's, about it's what I can what get. What can I get out of it, right? Yeah. Instead of what can I get out of it to the then give. Yeah, exactly. Right? Not what what can make my life better, you know? I I'm gonna, I need to go there to church so pastor can pray for me, mm, right? Yeah. How about we go there and say what can I get out of it that then I can then take it 
to where I'm at the rest of the week. Even in the gathering, you never get more than when you're giving it away, right? You never get more than when you're giving it away. You can, I, mean, I say never, but it's rare. Like if you come in and you want to be blessed, get in there and just bless the people around you. You're feeling like junk, but you've decided that you're going to encourage people anyway and be the one. Man, your dad was the I mean, the best. How many times did he have a, a gruesome migraine that I didn't know about? But he still he, oh, spoke yeah. life over me sure. as soon as he saw me. And, and, he didn't greet you with a holy kiss. And would still be there early. Yeah. Yeah. You know, still be yeah. there. At, or first one there and a lot of times the last one to leave because he... That's you know it's part of his gifting, but he gains strength from that and still does, yeah. um, for sure. Um, it's part of it's really a very pretty biblical model, man. I think that we we just you get a lot when you uh, when you give. That's why we I think one of the beauties of always being at church early, you know, because sometimes especially in our modern churches, they're they are very structured. and There's a lot going on. If you're not there early, you never get a chance to to mingle with people and. Pray for them, bless them, encourage them, find out what's happening. Even just listening to the struggles they have. And then just to be able to say, hey man, I'm going to pray for you this week about that. I mean, that's, that's the body being the body. Family of God, body of Christ. Uh, this is our Christmas episode, Warner. What do you have uh, going on at Zion's Hill for this festive season? Uh, so we talk about the things we took from the places that we came from. Um, we're not doing it at the church. We're actually doing it at our house. But we're, We've done that too, um, though. I think. We're, 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 Love it. That's even better. Um, it's way better. Everyone was like, what are we going to do for Christmas Eve? And Christmas is on Sunday this year. Do we really want to have Christmas Eve and a Christmas? And I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to open my house from this time to this time, from 12 to 5. Come and go as you please, and just bring your prayer requests and your needs, and what what you want, how you want God to bless you, and how you want to be effective for the kingdom going into this next year. And we're gonna pray with you. And uh, there's gonna be cookies or anything. There's gonna be cookies. There's gonna be snacks and chips and stuff. What Saturday is this? I this is this here. is. Uh, <laughs> hey, come yeah, I can come get join some us. Of that, bro. Come I'm get looking, in on it. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's gonna be Christmas Eve, and um, seriously, it's not just for my church, but. It's something that we wanted to get. Like I wanted, I know that the times that we went on Christmas Eve and just had you and Paula pray with us were some of the times that I felt like I was really getting refreshed and rejuvenated, and um, I wanted to carry that on with this. So that's what we're doing for that. And then Sunday, it's uh, I don't know if we're gonna have more people or not. It's hard to tell when Christmas is on a Sunday, but we're um. Uh, we were going to do baptisms on that day, but then I decided uh, New Year, New You was a cooler time to do baptisms. So nice. we're, baptisms are going to be the next week now. Um, but but we're going to do um, the, the worship time. We have a worship leader, and um, it's a friend of mine from when we were kids. It's cool that we get to do worship together. But um, he's actually going to be out of town, so Tiffany and I decided we're going to lead worship on Christmas morning together. Nice. Um, and that's going to be awesome because we don't really get to do that. She she plays piano a lot in the worship team, but um, I don't really do much with it because I'm a little busy on Sundays and other stuff. But but we're gonna we're gonna lead worship together, and then um, like I said, I'm gonna do the traditional like um, Jesus birth story, but really really focusing on um, the when the after that when the wise men come to visit and how. Um, 
God does miraculous things and draws people from places that are not normal. I don't want to give it all away, but you know, like the wise men were not people who served Yahweh God. Right. They were, you know, sorcerers serving some other God and they worshiped the stars and God used, and God used the star to draw them to Jesus. And that is like, man, that's so powerful. So that's, that's Sunday for Christmas. And then, um, yeah, and then that'll be that for, for our regular. It's just going to be kind of like a regular service, but just a little bit it's different good. structure. Our pastor preached that text last Sunday. It was hot. Dude. It is. It is. It's, it's good. Love you guys. Love you too, Merry homie. Christmas. Merry Craig, Christmas. Craig, you want to close this? Lord, well, thank you for this time. And um, thank, thank you for new seasons. And thank you for letting us be able to think about the past and how it how it made us who we are today. Yes. Um but let us, uh, as Gina mentioned, let us remember the past, but let's focus on what's next, what you have for us, and not always keep on thinking of what happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. Take the good. It created us who we are. That's right. But but let's use those and let's focus on what you have for us. What's fresh? What's tomorrow? What do you have for us when we wake up in the morning? What's next? And um, we appreciate... Uh, hanging out with these uh friends yes co-laborers right and Jesus. um it's been it's been an encouraging it's what the it's sort of what i said church should be is you know reboot encourage strengthen and i feel like we had church tonight and uh, so i give you thanks as we're scattered we're in an anthill right now <laughs> let us not scatter poison right <laughs> But let us uh, scatter as we have our own uh, different avenues and different lives and that we don't cross as much. At least most of us don't as much. So but anyway, we thank you for this time. And we give you thanks in your name. Amen. 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 Amen.